Content warnings for this video game are listed in the podcast description. to the safe room a survival horror uh podcast um more horror than survival i think but um (laughs) here Mm -hmm. we are um i am rose and i'm joined as always by my co-host grace yeah we're never gonna play rust on this podcast that's a that's a safe room guarantee (laughs) i'd rather die honestly (laughs) next episode arc (laughs) Hey, I mean, there's dinos in that. There's yeah, there's dinos. The sequel, the Dino Crisis. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, can you imagine if they like, oh, we're putting out Dino Crisis and it's like an Ark clone? Ugh, they would. <laughs> what is Capcom doing? I think I, I guess I don't know. I don't know if I'm really like a pro remake person, but I think they could. I think you could remake Dino Crisis one and just print money. Yeah, in my estimation, it's easy. Yeah. They've done it with like a billion Resident Evil games at this point. I know. The fuck? What are they doing? I don't know. It's dinosaurs. Make, making, um, what was the robot game that people were like getting all? Uh, Exoprimal. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we played Serial Experiments Lane. For the PlayStation 1. Yes, uh, we did. This month. Uh, game is fucking sick as hell. <laughs> Yo. Um, yeah. This is so, this is one that I've wanted to do for a while. Probably since we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's always like... It's always tricky because it's... One, it's a self-indulgent pick because you need to know the anime... And the game itself is like a little bit obtuse, but not, it's not that bad. Um, but, uh, it's also not a survival horror game. Um, but it is a horror game and, uh, it is one of my favorites. Um, so I'm glad you have seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. No, I just think it's very, I, I guess we've talked we talked about this a little bit on our Patreon episode about the second half of the anime, mm-hmm. uh, which, by the way, if you're on the main feed and you want, would like to li- listen to us talk about the anime of Serial Experiments Lane, there's two episodes on it. They're pretty good. The anime is OK if you want the short version. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we um, 
Oh, I was just going to say that I think it's like we talked about this a little bit on that episode, but I think it's really weird and interesting that this is not a game that comes up more mm. um, that I think like the like the Sam Barlowification of um, <laughs> like FMV games and like that whole wave. Yeah, uh, is like completely drawing from this hundred percent. And I don't know that nobody is talking about that. You know, like I, I. I'm sure someone is. It's just surprising to me that it hasn't come up more often. And I think yeah. I think it's really a shame that this is also like comparatively accessible. There's some things that are like annoying about playing it. But in terms of like an untranslated PlayStation one game like this is mm-hmm. about as easy to play for like an English speaker as you could possibly get. Right. Um, yeah. And so it's too bad that it's kind of not on the radar more. And I think it deserves to be. Um, and I think it deserves to be in conversation with those uh, games, uh, not that I haven't played any Sam Barlow projects, so I have no opinion on them, but I just think that like, it's, it's too bad that this is not in the mix there. Uh, yeah, I was made aware of this game through the YouTuber Hazel, who covers a lot of anime stuff. Um, and her serial experiments lane video hit the algorithm in a way that, uh, I didn't follow her, but I got the video because I like Lane. So, right, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine like that helped a little bit with and and just like having the WebGL port available to begin with. Um, yeah, but yeah, not like widely uh, known about or played. I think. Yeah, I would say um, it's. I, I'd say it's very much like cult classic status. Yeah. Right. Um. That, yeah, like the kind of thing that like if you are into video games, you might like really into and like have played some plays, you know, have emulated some shit or whatever. You've probably heard of this. Um, yeah. But if you're like a mainstream games commenter, you know, maybe it's not on your radar. Right. Um, and if you're a part of the lane fandom. Uh, right. It's guaranteed that you know at least one thing about the game and it's the ending. Um, <laughs> yeah, <and> yeah. <laughs> you decide whether or not to engage from there, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess we. Oh, yeah, we have. the. I was about to be like, do a whole content warning spiel, but we have that. No, we should still do it. I mean, uh, there's a lot of uh, suicide um, mentions and actions in, yeah. in the game um self-harm stuff as well Mm -hmm. uh and just generally uh mental health broadly um as it gets into a lot of that stuff yeah Um, i think something yeah we we talked about this on the on that anime episode too but just i think it's really cool this is a game about a therapist and her client yeah and it's really focused on that kind of relationship I I don't think this is like unique in the broader scheme of like fiction, but it yeah. is interesting in video games, and it's such a rich contrast to the to the anime, um, yeah. which this was developed simultaneously to more or less, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess yeah, no. some kind of like premise laying groundwork is just that it's it's um, basically the thing that carries over from the anime is lane and mm. you know that that maybe she's like a computer construct some of that stuff um but in terms of and like a lot of thematic there's a lot obviously like a lot of thematic overlap 
But in terms of plot, it's not really super similar at all. Um, yeah, it has yeah. the same kind of outline, I guess, mm-hmm. I would say. Yes. Just yeah. in terms of, like, um, as we get into it, like, the, some of the plot beats are similar in that they it they share actors but the way it is the way it, the, the way the story goes is entirely different if that yeah. makes sense no for sure like lane, lane has lane has parents that aren't her actual parents but the way that uh those relationships uh, occur are different between the two games yes yeah for sure um well and there's like the you know her building out her computer stuff um like happens in both but it plays out pretty differently here um interestingly no very little i guess mention of the wired until like the end um yeah well it's sort of like like, it's like the net i guess like there's a lot of stuff about her being online right um but yeah that's true though um yeah, well, do All we? Right. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Let me try to summarize this video game. Okay. Um, here we go. I should say, um, we. I mean, we mentioned Sam Barlow earlier. The way you interface with this game is, um, mm. you're in like this computer database, um, and Lane is there. She's just hanging out. <laughs> Lane. She's just, um, and you're pointing her in the direction of like these files, um, and. So uh, it'll be like diary entries between the uh, that you know Lane's diaries and also uh, the therapist's diaries. Uh, you it kind of like you get those. You also get like uh, the therapist's like official diagnosis about what's about Lane mm-hmm. and what's going on, um, and then you get the actual like therapy sessions themselves. Um, and then you also get like FMV, like anime cutscenes um, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you collect those and then as you collect them, you unlock more of them um, as you kind of go up the it's like a it's a it's a rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's like um, it's like uh, it's like a big circle. And all the, yeah. like, files or, like, little nodes are on the edges of the circle. And so you, like, walk around the circle to get yep. to the different nodes. Yeah. Um, and you also pick up, like, upgrades for, like, your file system that let you access more stuff. Yeah. Um, like, the yeah. I mean, it's the game part of it or, like, the strictly game part of this is pretty minimal. It is just, like, an interface thing. Yeah. Um. You can also, if you leave the game idle on the main screen, um, it'll sometimes play FMV cutscenes or mm-hmm. like audio um, audio logs as well um, that are meant to be sort of like creepy, um, evocative sort of things. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. for sure. There are a number of people who are dead that <laughs> you can see uh, animated, not real just say that (laughs) right 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 um and yeah and and like you know there's like a there's like an audio log of lane's therapist saying that she should die stuff like that um real psychological horror stuff going on Um, yeah oh also the other parallel with uh like barlow's work is that each 
uh, well, all the audio files. I don't think the video files have this, but the audio files have like three attached keywords yeah. and you can click on a keyword and then you'll be taken to the relevant file. Yeah. Um, and so you can like explore it very non-linearly. Um, it is sort of structured like top, you know, you go from the bottom and that's sort of the beginning and then you get to the top and that's the end. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can like just hop around a lot, like using that interface. Yeah. I never did that. Um, yeah. Sometimes it'll have like unique keywords. Like there's one like towards the end that just says, oh my God. Um, but if you click on it, there's no other like node that shares that tag. Right. It's kind of there as, as sort of a tone thing. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you can also jump around based on those words mm-hmm. um but the actual plot of this game yes uh, what yeah. happens in it uh and this is a lot happens in this game so i'm gonna i might skip over some stuff but broadly here's what happens in the serial experiment slain ps1 game um we start with toko who is the uh counselor and psychiatrist who is like graduating uh from school in america uh, she is with uh, her boyfriend, Takeshi, uh, who she wants to marry, but clearly he does not feel the same way. Um, she eventually moves back to Japan uh, and uh, starts working at a research center where uh, she is sort of uh, doing research and becoming a counselor. Um, but the she has a bit of like culture shock it is much different than america she's also treated like garbage at this workplace uh, many of her co-workers kind of see her as like a secretary or uh, and or a sex object um especially uh, her boss uh, professor professor takashima uh, is also a piece of shit uh, here as yeah. well and then, so part of her research is she is in charge of counseling Lane. Um, uh, Lane's mom, basically, uh, she Lane's having hallucinations and Lane's mom wants to get her checked out and, and make sure everything's okay. Um, and then uh, from the start, uh, Lane appears to be like a normal person, but again, has a, is having these hallucinations. Um, but Toko's kind of assessment is that she's just like a normal girl, you know, um, she's very, Elaine is very standoffish during these beginning parts. Um, and then eventually, uh, wants to ask Toko about her profession rather than like herself, talk about herself, um, which Toko kind of entertains as a way to kind of form a connection with her. Mm-hmm. Um, Eventually, during these therapy sessions, uh, uh, Toko convinces Lane to start a diary, and that is where we get the uh, first-person perspective of Lane popping up um, yeah, which throughout is, the database. It's cool that that's not in, like, the first, I don't know, fifth, maybe, or sixth? Yeah. Like, the first yeah. little part that it's just you only hear Lane's voice through Toko's interactions with her, and then that changes. I think that's a very cool little thing there anyway yeah you do also get like um earlier on before that you do get like videos of lane yes um Mm -hmm. but and it's not really explained from whose perspective those are from um but yeah yeah um 
And then, so Lane starts doing the diary. She has a friend at school named Toko. Uh, sorry, Kyoko. Yes. Um, who eventually, like, um, starts bullying her and isolating her from this, the her classmates because um, Lane uh, has this connection with a boy that Kyoko likes. And so um, she gets kind of bullied into uh, kind of being isolated um, and she stops going to school as a result of this um, and is given the option to graduate um, through online classes uh, for this like great school. Mm-hmm. Um, in the background of all this, Lane's parents are fighting about the situation and Lane overhears them fighting. Um, Lane's dad eventually gets her a uh, computer, which there is a very cute photo of Lane looking shocked at a computer box that I love. <laughs> um in this yeah. uh um and then she kind of uses that as a form of escape um interacting online with with people and stuff like that um it's very much like i am less nervous on the computer talking to people um but then she also uh there's like there's it turns out there's bad actors online who send who her some known? like fuck yeah <laughs> who send her some like fucked up shit like some shock uh images and stuff like she like got a picture of like a dead fetus uh and and stuff like that and she kind of she kind of logs off from there and she's also starting junior high school uh around that point so she kind of is giving herself a fresh start um and then on the first day of new school she meets a new friend uh, misato who she becomes pretty obsessed with um she kind of she talks about how Misato is like very smart, very talented. Uh, she plays the violin. She, you know, gets like perfect grades and all this stuff. And she's just perfect, perfect girl. Definitely seems like she has a crush on her sort of situation. Um, yes. Yeah. And then eventually Misato is uh, caught plagiarizing uh, art that um, she submitted as part like a part of like a class like art exhibit. Um, so at first people are really impressed by her work, but then, uh, word gets out that she stole the art. Um, and because of this, Misato stops going to school and then eventually moves away, um, very abruptly without telling Lane and Lane, uh, is feeling very betrayed by this. Um, and that's kind of where things are at the end of the first disc, um, is, is with that plot thread. Um, and then we continue uh, with Toko. We go back to Toko and uh, her job is still shitty. Her relationship with her boyfriend is uh, pretty much on ice at this point. Like he stops talking to her. Um, she doesn't know what's going on with him at all. Um, uh, eventually he, uh, sorry, uh, Toko befriends another man at work Yoshida who sees that she's stressed out and gives her a machine to help reduce stress um called the RML machine um later on it's implied that this actually doesn't do anything but she uses it regardless um Mm -hmm. and then also Toko eventually hears through the office that uh her boyfriend Tageshi is getting married um, and this kind of starts her along this path of just like continuing to spiral out 
um, in terms of her mental state um, as she is doubting herself and doubting her abilities and, and, and uh, doubting her ability to be happy as well. Um, and then um, we get also Lane who is at this point kind of online as we know her to be um, wanting to connect with Toko. Um, she hacks into the hospital and like has access to her diaries and her logs. So she's very much like uh, very much crossing a boundary with, with Toko here um, in an effort to sort of form a connection with her. Um, mm -hmm. It's also around this time that Toko's boss uh, Takashima commits suicide at the hospital. Um, and then sort of after that, uh, Lane's parents kind of, their marriage kind of falls apart. Uh, Lane's dad leaves, um, and just is not around anymore. Um, they have a divorce. Her, her mother is very like, she has, uh, alcohol addiction, very abusive, um, leaves Lane in the house for a long period of time, stuff like that. So she is very much um, isolated in her situation. Uh, she eventually turns to uh, making an AI version of her dad <laughs> to sort of comfort her. Yeah. And this kind of evolves from um, having just like, you know, a voice that speaks to her um, to making like a character model and then eventually... Um, making it like a physical manifestation of him that she has like in a in a big warehouse yeah um, it's just like a, a gigantic robot torso with like the spine sticking out the bottom and stuff yeah. like it you know and it's incomplete and she's trying to like figure out how to how to finish it but yeah yeah and she she like cuddles with him and stuff like that um it's very sad uh and then so around this time period, um, Toko, and I'm condensing a lot at this point, yeah. but uh, T Toko, um, as her like mental state is deteriorating, she um, is eager to stop counseling Lane at this point. Um, they've been at it. I think the timeline for this game is weird, but it is stated that they've been seeing each other for like a number of years at this point yeah because well, um, it's like i think it's like from like the end of grade school so like seventh or eighth grade to like ninth grade or something right so mm -hmm. it's like it's like two or three years i think yeah um yeah um but part of like her wanting to stop this working relationship with lane is um investigating her more um, so similarly to how Lane kind of crossed a boundary by accessing Toko's documents, Toko reaches out to like Lane's old classmates. Um, and so she interviews Kyoko as one of them and Kyoko talks about Lane and how like she was pretty introverted and stuff like that. But she also, Toko brings up Misato as, uh, you know, someone Lane had a friendship with and Kyoko kind of denies knowing about Misato and kind of questions calling into question the sort of um reliability of Lane's uh memories or her kind of reality um of that situation 
Um, it's around this time as well that Lane starts asking Toko personal questions during therapy as she does have access to um, her diary and all the work stuff. So um, as Toko is just like losing her mind, Lane is asking all these questions that um, make her even more on edge. Um, and it's very creepy. It's really those that those therapy sessions are probably my favorite stuff in the game. Mm. And the acting is like really good as well. Um, but uh, yeah, this eventually leads to the two kind of minds blending together as Toko like questions her sense of self as Lane is like mirroring her thoughts back to her. Um, yeah, the the I mean the audio production in this game generally is very cool, and the stuff here where it's like like um, Lane's voice overtaking Toko's voice and then fading back out and like all that uh, is is really cool. I think very well done. Um, yeah and then like toko's like diagnosis like logs start to become about her rather than lane yeah and then, yeah lane is lane is also like talking over her and it's like that's fading in and out mm-hmm. um i didn't mention this but throughout the background of this plot is like lane's uh computer version of herself like her doppelganger version is also there that's also like a remnant of the show as well yeah um but they start talking um and towards the end of this game her like doppelganger uh kind of convinces herself much like in the show that um lane does not need a body to live that she can exist freely in the wired um like while you do need while you do need like a memory of like a body to exist that is not the the end all be all you can also exist in in the wired and and uh you know have that be a, a valid um sort of way to exist um and lane eventually uh convinces toku of, of this as well um kind of in the background as toku is also investigating lane and and trying to find out what she is um so towards the end she gets access to like a file of lane that like has stuff that hasn't happened yet um mm-hmm. and stuff like that so um, yeah, I think and then, I think there's kind of an open question about like whether like is Lane a psyop basically, right? Like yeah. is Lane a, it's created by some conspiracy or sort of structured by which doesn't which is like very present in the anime and mm-hmm. in this it's like barely there, right? Like yeah. he's sort of she's clearly she came out of nowhere, but like why and who made her or like what the deal is is like very very much absent. Um um, there's a very creepy scene where Toko is at her house on the computer and then Lane just shows up um, dark, dark sided as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> With like red eyes. It's fucking sick. Um, and uh, this confrontation eventually leads to Toko kind of giving in to this thought of um, existing in the wired. Um, and then Lane eventually drives her to suicide i can i guess i can mention as well that uh during those last therapy sessions it is um all but said that lane uh drove uh togo's boss to suicide as well as a result right. of like hearing those um the the uh, togo's logs about her shitty boss um lane like 
out of nowhere, like, uh, you know, tries to comfort Toko and uh, saying that, you know, the, the death was ruled a suicide. There's nothing to worry about. Um, so <laughs> That's right. There's also oh, that. God. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, okay. And then, yeah. And then after this, uh, soon after this, kind of Lane comes up with a plan um, and then eventually, uh, you know, destroys everything that you know she valued so she just destroys all their computers and um destroys like her her the manifestation of her dad that she would used to cuddle with and stuff like that um there's also like a c plot of her acquiring a gun yeah which is, i was gonna <laughs> which is like is similar to the bar scene in the anime yes yeah where um like the evil lane drives somebody to shoot themselves that also happens here in a different context but she gets a gun from that um and uh she commits suicide and that is the end of the game there is a post-game state where lane is in the computer and you have all the nodes um kind of filling up the empty sections that were like all like all along the tube that you're exploring and it is filled with conversations or not conversations like one-sided uh you know statements questions from lane to you as lane is trying to form a connection with you through the computer and that is kind of where the game ends yeah mm-hmm. uh... definitely the most plot <laughs> we've had in a game so yeah far. well there's really i mean it's very <laughs> it's very evocative right i don't mean to it's not necessarily a game that's super plotty mm. but it's all storytelling like there's no other there there's not you know you there's no gesture like okay well then you know you're in silent hill and you have to get to the hospital and so you're doing yeah. it like that right it's all it's like 12 hours of just like people talking to each other and like things t- occurring in their lives right yeah and it uh, it is very much like doing it a uh, disservice to like describe it rather than have yeah. like experiencing it because like so much of it and it's such a slow burn game as well mm-hmm. like a lot of disc one is just like normal stuff happening yeah um yeah and it and for me like it, it it's slow but like it makes the the like all of disc two like all of the narrative payoff is just um like really well done um when they dip into the horror aspect of it and and kind of blending blending the two viewpoints and 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 messing with you uh yeah th- through the audio log and stuff like that so you know no i think it does a lot of work that it is um that it is so slow and deliberate and gives you like like a strong sense of normalcy basically right like of kind mm-hmm. of a and that slowly sort of becomes more like you know disrupted or not present right i think that's like there's yeah it's just very well constructed i think yeah um, and there'll be there'll be like small stuff along the way to like um lane laughing is a thing that pops up a lot yeah so like sometimes Mm -hmm. as toko is talking about lane it'll play like a clip of her laughing in the background implying of course that lane is is listening to everything that toko is saying about her 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I'm trying to think about, cause this is also the thing is there's so much to potentially talk about here. Um, yeah. I guess I will say that like, I think, I think in some ways this does what I wish the anime did in that it has like a, it, it, it lets its questions really lie and doesn't mm-hmm. put its, you know, foot to the pedal so much right it feels very like content to let ambiguities sit and i think yeah. that's something that i really appreciate about it right mm-hmm. um and that makes it feel very and i think that also makes it kind of tough to talk about in terms of like a game that's about mental illness um mm-hmm. because it is so it is very unmessage driven right and i think even like <laughs> You know, it's not an anti-suicide text, right, or anything like that, or pro. You know, it's just like it wants you to kind of think about what that could mean. And I think that I think that can be like kind of uncomfortable sometimes. I also think it's really rich, you know. Um, so, yeah, so I, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how we <laughs> how we approach this object. But like, it's yeah, it's just big. And I think that um, that I appreciate that about it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if there's any knock against the game I have, it's that it is, it's unnecessarily edgy about yeah. sort of the ending and how it handles it. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned, yes. I mentioned earlier, like if you are in the lane fandom, you know, the ending of this game, like lane holding a gun in her mouth is an image that is circulated. Um, right. If you are yeah. into lane. Um, so like, yeah, uh, and it, it is, it is very like unnecessarily explicit about that stuff in a way that I find really distasteful, Yeah, but it's also like, it does so much else that it's really interesting that yeah, I'm I able do think to forgive it a little bit. Yeah. I do think that's also, cause that's so much of the little, like, um, when you let the game sit on the menu for a bit and a little thing comes up, it'll sort of just be like a bunch of blood. Or like, yeah. you know, like something weird and fucked up. And it's um it's like, yeah, it's there's a little bit of a cheapness to that. Um Yeah. You know. Uh but but yeah, I don't yeah, I think I agree. But I don't think it's like that does not sink it, you know. Um, yeah. It speaks to how good the rest of it is that that stuff yeah. like I'm am still able to really like it despite that. Um Yeah. I guess I guess I kinda wanna talk about like um the like depiction of therapy in this yeah. game, which I think is actually really multifaceted and interesting because like, um, I really love all these, the, all the diagnosis logs where Toku's like, Hey, can somebody take me off lane? Or like, can <laughs> yeah. I like, and there's just no, there's nothing on the other side. Right. Like yeah. you never really get an understanding that like someone is hearing her out and like looking out for her. Um, yeah. but e- also, even, even yeah. after her like shitty supervisor dies, it's just like she's talking to some anonymous person within the company that yeah. is still not going to do anything about It's like the chief her. temporary secretary or some something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um and so like that that kind of like and it's also very clearly like driven by misogyny, right? That like most of the other yeah. people in the workspace are men and are like laughing at her making fun of her for like being manipulated by her because this is one of the things she finds out about uh takeshi getting married to someone else like through mm. rumors at work 
and yeah. people like laughing at her and stuff. And so like, um, there's, yeah, I just think that paints like a very strong picture of like, um, like her being in a like really difficult position, having, having to care for a, a child. Right. And increasingly yeah. becoming aware that like, Oh, this, something is wrong. Something is yeah. happening. And also being like constantly confronted with like the absolute indifference of her peers to what is happening. Um, I think that stuff is really good. She's also a terrible therapist. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Ill-equipped to deal with whatever Lane's got going on. Yeah. Which is also Uh. like very. Yeah. We could get into that later. I guess we should talk about about this (laughs) element because. Yeah. Um, But. Uh, yeah, there's also the thing I mentioned it when I did the summary, but like she's a counselor and a psychiatrist and is like right. doing both for Lane, which is like, I, I guess, but like, <laughs> that's not ideal. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah, I don't know. And this is also one of the things where it's like, you know, she's looking in the files at the company and has that thing from the future and stuff and is it like is this some experiment from the thing or like what what is the relationship to that is such a like weird like yeah it's very unknown you know yeah um yeah i think the thing that's also really poignant or poignant maybe that's the right word but like very interesting is like how much um like toku really likes lane and they really like hit it off at first like she you know she she can be kind of insensitive to her and so there's some like friction around that but they sort of navigate it and mm. one of the results that she likes lane so much is that she kind of refuses to believe that she has a problem right or that she's <laughs> mentally ill she's like oh yeah like i like her so she must be normal right like i would never <laughs> like a crazy person is kind of the like thing and i think there's sort of a there's something really interesting about that too you know yeah um yeah and i think continuing to be like she's not sick like yeah yeah and part of that is also that lane is like not really opening up to her about like what is happening like you know that like her as far as i know like lane never mentions the stuff with her parents can divorce and them like fighting and like you know throwing things at each other like really intense stuff and she as far as i'm aware never talks about that to Mm -hmm to toko and so there is some level of like lane is presenting uh very consciously to toko uh, as a certain kind of thing to be a certain kind of way and that you know uh which is not to be clear it's not lane's fault like I, i'm not i'm not trying to blame lane yeah. for like that but there is like a uh toko until the end until it really starts directly affecting her is kind of unwilling to like investigate or like think beyond what lane is immediately telling her you know Um, yeah and yeah i think that creates like a very like it's just it's very interesting and i think it's very multifaceted just because like um the the deck is stacked against toko because she doesn't have institutional support she doesn't you know and also like her regular relationships like with her friends and with her boyfriend and with um this guy she's a crush on at work whose name i've forgotten um is like very kind of fragmented and fractured um but also she um 
there's sort of like some interesting like things about I think the institution of uh psychiatry and like what it does and who it serves right mm-hmm. that is kind of like simmering around in the background of this um but it's also clear that like it's not it's you know again like i in the same way that it's like kind of ambiguous or ambivalent or complicated about suicide it's also kind of that way about um therapy and, and these kinds of things because part of it is like clearly this is not working in the ideal way that it should work right mm-hmm. uh, like not even close you know yeah I mean, and then and there's also the friction of like her, like uh, Toko being new to like therapy and then practicing that, but also Lane is just uh, like curious about like the field and like yeah. her like reading books to trying to explain like what is happening to her, and so like. Mm-hmm you get like these really good moments of like Togo trying to explain something and Lane being like, Oh yeah, I read about that in, in the, in this, in this book. And then Togo is just like, why you shouldn't be doing that. This is like Googling your symptoms. Like, you know, yeah, like, you yeah. <laughs> like don't do that. <laughs> but Lane is <laughs> like not going to stop doing that. And that just attention that like persists throughout the entire game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, part of it is that Toku, like, indulges her at first, right? Like, you know. Yeah. Um, which is, like, yeah, it's tough. I don't know. This sort of a... Oh, excuse me. Um, Yeah, do we want to talk a little bit about uh, Lane's... Because <laughs> I, guess, I, I guess I will kind of put my cards on the table here. I think Lane has autism. like that i think that and it's named it's kind of mentioned once as sort of like a like uh toko at one point is like oh lane's kind of acting like an autistic person or or, you know or like an autistic person this way um i i think pretty straightforwardly that is like what is going on there's other things like she has hallucinations as as mentioned and but also a lot of that stuff is like maybe that's all real and that's all tied into you know her digital self or whatever's going on there right um, i think i think it's like explicitly real in the text yes yeah <clears throat> but yeah um definitely yeah, doesn't help uh everything else that that also is happening to her <laughs> no certainly not i mean it is interesting that it does kind of it goes away and comes back and that kind of varies yeah. on her mental state right yes. um so there is a connection there but i think you are right that like the that it is textually real, right? That she is experiencing like a connection to the wired or connection to the internet or, you know, that is like actually occurring, right? And that she's not like making up or she's not delusional, you know? Um, I think it helps. And this is a little bit off track, but it, mm-hmm. it helps that to me that so and this we will also get into this, but like there is like a one shot manga that takes place throughout this game. Um, oh yeah or like it takes place in a specific part of this game and that's really that manga is really the only time that the like god figure is mentioned or like portrayed yeah which Mm -hmm. goes so far into making this like a compelling story Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know not having like a one shitty tech bro that's like god like to ruin the story yes (laughs) yeah it does a lot (laughs) No, I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I think that so much of that stuff is so shadowy really works in its favor. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Well, I just think I think so much of like Lane. Lane's self because Lane is very self-reflective, right? Mm. In this, and she's very like, is it my fault that my parents are fighting? Like, um, is it because like because she? This is one of the things that really breaks my heart is her being like, I'm doing better now, and is that why my parents are struggling? Because like, before they had to take care of me, and now that I don't need to be taken care of, like, they're turning yeah. on each other. Like, what's going on? Um, I think the way that, especially the way she interacts with Toko, where there's this very like conscious, like, how do I get you to like me? Or how am I like, yeah. su- what is the thing I'm supposed to do? And obviously yeah. she has like hyper fixations and like, um, yeah, anyway, I just think to me that like all kind of rings in this space. Right. Um, yeah. And I do kind of appreciate that it's not, well, it's also true to, um, the time, because I, I guess I don't really know the history of this super well, but there was kind of a period of time where, uh, well, I'm sure it's still going on now, but like autism was a very gendered diagnosis, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you tended, you know, uh, girls with autism off, more often went undiagnosed than boys with autism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, you know, th- like there, I, I was at like a used bookstore the other day and it was like a book. I like saw a book that was literally just like autism is a boy thing. And that, like, you know, that is, like, t- tied to, like, biological masculinity in, like, a really explicit way. Um, mm-hmm. Which has, like, obviously kind of, like, lots of fucked up knock-on effects. And I've read this book, so I can't, like, speak to it. But I but I think that's something that's in the air. And I think it's interesting. I don't know how intentional this is. And I don't know if, like, people were, if they were, like, thinking about Lane as autistic. But just that, like, that she does not, she gets sort of it gets she gets pa- compared to an autistic person but it's not she's never named as autistic right right um i think there's something kind of interesting about that um especially with that gender stuff that's like yeah just kind of background material i guess yeah for sure Ooh. uh they name drop rd lang in this game yeah which is very funny. <laughs> really funny to me yeah <laughs> Um, I guess this is the other thing I will say, I think in comparison to the anime, that's kind of related to this, what you just, so R.D. Lang, is just that, um, the, the existentialism or the straightforward existentialism where Lane is like, am I really me? And like saying that stuff out loud kind of hits, it hits a little better for me when it's like a diary and she's like yeah. really trying, like it's so, it's so subjectively grounded, you know, yeah. that it. It doesn't feel I, I think there were some moments with that kind of thing in the anime that feel kind of almost like meme or cheap. And maybe that's just because of how people talk about that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, I think that stuff hits a lot better for me here just because it's so like it is just this young teenager trying to make sense of their situation and like thinking through that and like coming to increasingly desperate measures to do that as it becomes like stranger and more chaotic. And as she like struggles to understand herself. Yeah. Yeah. There's also the way in which she kind of, when she finds someone that she like has a bond with just obsessing over that person. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. To such a way that one, like once like, like once Misato is like gone, it it just re- like it just makes everything worse. Yeah. Um, so you get also this like unhealthy obsession with 
with other people um, because it makes her more happy um, in a way that is uh, uh, very sad to yeah. see. Um, yeah, for sure. I think it, there's a difficulty for her in terms of like, because there's so few people in her life. And this is also one of the things that's like that we didn't really talk about in the summary, but like her relationship with her dad is really positive. Yeah. Um, and is very affectionate and very warm and like the, you know, sort of the last time that they have like a really good experience together as a family is when he builds the computer for her, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so there is also a way that like she loses out on all these supportive relationships. Right. And that is what like, yeah, you know, yeah. causes her ultimate fate for good or ill. Yeah. And, and, um, a lot, a lot of people interpret this game as kind of the inverse of the anime. So, like, Lane's dad is, like, still a presence even after, like, the job is done. He's, he still comes back and is like, I, yeah, I loved you, but, like, you know, I'm sorry. Anyway, gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then, obviously, like, Alice um, kind of... Yeah being the inverse of toko here and uh reminding elaine of like humanity and just like needing to connect with others not through like the internet but also like through interactions and stuff like that um, yeah and she just doesn't have that here um, right because she she does it's kind of the yeah it's because at the end of the anime she does kind of come to the conclusion that it's like oh it's still good for me to have a body and it's still good for me to be in the world you know yeah um and i can't do that in the way that uh i was doing it previously right but um and, and this is basically the exact opposite right is she like it's better for me to be dead and to exist in this kind of ethereal bodiless way than it is for mm. me to be in the world right as like a singular being um so, so I think that's yeah. like a perfectly legitimate read on it, right? It's like, yeah, what if yeah. Lane doesn't have Alice? And it's like, well, this is what comes out of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's also something interesting about about this, because it, I think this is such a unique, like, intertext that, like, as an adaptation of of an... I mean, adaptation is not even the right word, right? Because it's not after right mm -hmm. it's it's simultaneous to production and so they're really like co-existent works that comment on each other and exist together in a way that i think is yeah. really unique and interesting and it's very different than sort of like star wars novels <laughs> you know which is like yeah. the closest comparison that i can think of right um yeah i mean and this is uh this is also a read that is mentioned in that hazel video i mentioned but like Serial experiments uh, being sort of like a multimedia project rather than a title. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So mm -hmm. like, so like, there's a there's a television show, and then the game is different, and then the the game has a fucking manga one shot that you can also read. Like, it is very kind of yeah. interspersed and like tackling like different uh, methods right. of like telling essentially a similar story. Yeah, I think that's like the thing that's so interesting about it because you know you could compare it to like the Matrix or but the thing is in like the Matrix, it's like there's no short in the Animatrix that is like a reinterpretation, 
mm-hmm. of the Matrix. Like, I, I guess you could argue like Kid's Story is not uh, not to get into the Animatrix. That's like a, <laughs> a, a part of the Animatrix where it's about a kid, you know, breaking free. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, from the Matrix and waking up. Right. And so. um, But like, that's like a guy like that's a kid is a character in the next movie. You know, like he is like a person who exists in the same world of the films. Right. And so it's very like additive. It's very like, you know, uh, multiverse now in like this, you know, the Marvel sense. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Like those, you know, much to my chagrin and shame and anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MCU doesn't exist without the Matrix, <laughs> um, you know, but. Uh, I, but it's so different because it's so. It's almost like you see, like, you know, two theatrical productions of a Shakespeare play is almost the posture, right? Um, Mm. That it's like you have this, you know, a a similar text or a similar adaptive thing. Or like watching, you know, it's like, what if Taming of the Shrew and 10 Things I Hate About You were made at the same time? (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's just really weird. It's really interesting and unique. And I can't really think of anything else that has this relationship to a text like this. And I think it's cool and people should do it more. And I don't know that it's yeah. like possible. I think this was a very unique moment where you could mm-hmm. do something like this. Um, I guess, you know, maybe maybe a similar thing would be like like the persona animes versus the video games or like, um, mm. you know, some visual novels have this kind of thing, too. But even those are like more, you know, one comes after the other. The anime is like an adaptation in a really, you know, and there's differences. But I think you can more directly understand it as adaptation. Um, whereas I think with this, it's like, you could, you could talk about adaptation and adaptation theory and all that stuff here, and it totally works and it adds to your understanding of it, but it is sort of off field from that in a really interesting way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's also like, I like the anime more because I've played this game. Um, like the anime on itself kind of mid. Um, <laughs> mostly, but like having like this context and also like just having like more tools in the toolbox to think about when I'm watching the anime, like helps that a lot. Um, like them like naming philosophers and, um, giving us more of like a, a idea of like what what lane's headspace is what lane's headspace is and by extension what their headspace is when like writing the anime like yeah uh like makes my appreciation of that uh like more than if i had just watched the anime yeah Um, i think oh this is actually something i wanted to kind of talk about um because i think there's something that's kind of uh voyeuristic about both the game and the anime um yeah but and yeah there's also these these like shower scenes which i don't know why they're here like, i don't I just, know either in the game david cage why why <laughs> <laughs> fuck well at least there's not like a real human being you know that you can make models of from this you know uh god what an awful man oh i'm sorry i dropped my phone <laughs> I got too mad about David Cage. Fuck that guy. <laughs> the spirit of David Cage entered your room. <laughs> Fuck him. I'll fight him right now. Um, uh, 
I I completely oh, but I think I think this game that hits a little bit softer for me just because you spend so much time in Lane's head and like in her subjectivity, yeah. right? In a way that like the anime kind of makes her out to be kind of mysterious and aloof and like strange. Whereas I think mm-hmm. there's some of that here and there's some like sometimes there's like interesting disconnects between like the way she talks about things in her diary and the way that like things occur in counseling and like all that kind of stuff. Um, the way she sort of is, yeah, like dark sided, like you talked about. Right. Like she just becomes sort of threatening and scary by the end yes. of this. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, but I do think you spend so much time in her head, so it, it doesn't feel as um, you're not as much like an outsider looking in. Like it feels a little bit more um, grounded. Right. Well, and that's what I, that's why I think the, the FMV in this game is really fascinating because yeah. it's, it's very like you're taking the camera out and, and just like, you know, it's a complete, it just feels completely separate from like there, there's stuff that's like not like it, it's rain lane reading a book or like laying on the computer. Like that stuff, like, definitely like fits in but like when but like the way that lane presents herself when she's in therapy or or when lane is like you know killing people basically Uh like it 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 just because you're watching it like an anime it is like it comes off so much different um yeah in a way that i can't really put my finger on why but like I don't know, just because so much of the game is just like you listening and reading like the subtitles, like seeing like action on the screen just feels so much more significant, I guess. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't really find I can't really describe it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it. Oh, I mean, I think it's, like it's kind of similar. I, I don't know. Maybe this will be helpful. I really like um, the way Yakuza does cutscenes. Um mm-hmm. Or at least like the or like zero did. I guess I don't really know what's up like in the newer because you know, I haven't played right. seven or like a dra- or like a dragon or like a dragon Gaiden, right? Um, so I can't speak to those. But in zero, um, like full motion pre rendered cutscenes, like fairly rare, like do like regular, but like the least common method. And so when mm. one starts up, you're like, oh shit, like something's about to happen, like things are going to occur. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like the yeah. Final Fantasy like FMV thing. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. shit, you know, here we which go. Which I think is which is. Yeah, which is such a I mean, this is also just me being like older games were better. Uh, but like <laughs> but like it's such a cool device, I think, for um, like when, a, you know, there being more difference between like varieties of cutscene and the way storytelling is being delivered. That like when like it's cool that you know you get to the end of disc two and there's just more anime <laughs> there and you're like oh man like things are gonna yeah. be occurring you know uh yeah, that, that is cool that, yeah yeah that whole like as it becomes like you know more of a fucked up thing like all of those video sequences of like toko in her house and then lane shows up and and the way it's presented in the game is like they're set like it will be one scene, but they are separated across like multiple nodes. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. Tucker will be doing one thing and then Lane will fade in and then the clip will end. And then you have to go physically click <laughs> on the next thing that will happen. Yeah. So like there's this like there's this, like separation about it that feels yeah, no. really 
it feels really like uh haunting in in a way because it's yeah. like i'm watching things like like i i don't know what's going to happen but it's already happened you know right there's sort of a there's a distance that kind of creates suspense in that yeah, yeah i think it's a really good observation it's very cool yeah. um i will say uh i think i guess my maybe my biggest complaint about this game which is maybe just how it has to be is that it is kind of unfortunate how slow and frustrating and repetitive it is to navigate um listen and listen, i think listen. i think that everybody talks about how serial experiments lane predicted or was ahead of the curb on a lot of things yeah um but one thing unfortunately that they were ahead of the curb on in a bad way was the dvd menu system <laughs> <laughs> and DVD menu games oh, because yeah. that is what this is and it's fucking terrible yeah oh no that's so true well it's also like even like the way that like selecting stuff is kind of odd and it's just um, like yeah I, I think this is something that's like I you know I, I guess I don't know I don't want to talk shit about someone whose games I haven't played at all uh, but I, I am doubtful that I would enjoy like her story more than this but I'm sure I would enjoy like interfacing with it more. Yes. Uh, but I do think the thing that's really cool about this is how physical it is, which is like a weird thing to say about because I guess the lane you're seeing in this database is maybe just like, you know, post rapture lane <laughs> um, mm -hmm. who's just like in the in the Internet, you know, but like she walks when you like scroll over on the, you know, the little bubble the circle she walks she like picks up and like does a little force magic on the node and like throws it back at you you know yeah. and that kind of stuff <laughs> and the way that it's like physical and it's not just an interface right like it's that there's a person that is kind of funneling or interacting with this or showing it to you i think lends it something really magical and so i do like even though i'm like oh i wish this was easier to use i wish this was a little bit more convenient um, I do think the kind of fiddliness of it does give it something. And I, you know, I think you could do both, but it would take a UI master expert person, you know, and not yeah. me to figure out how to do that. And not the PS1 era, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, of its time in that way. Yeah. Um, the yeah. amount of times I would like hit up to go to a node and then lane would go up in the sequence was so infuriating yeah both times i played the game no, it's like no it's... i want you to go to this node that you haven't clicked on yet yeah uh... yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's super it's yeah. super annoying super, it's not wish, great <laughs> i kind of wish the up and down were like dedicated yes buttons rather which, than which they have like a quick select but like it's still you know, yeah when you hit up you still go up accidentally yeah. yeah right which you yeah so just like make it so you if you hit up you won't go up a level and you yeah. can just hit the button and go up or hit the button and go yeah. down because you have buttons yeah. like that for turning left to right right yeah. um yeah because it is also like every button has a function but for the most part this is like a you know it's a d-pad and a button game <laughs> right yeah. like you don't really need anything else um it, there's just a bunch of like quality of life things that make it a little bit easier to navigate. Yeah. Which this game is even slower on original hardware, which oh, is like, really? Oh, yeah. The WebGL port is faster. 
Oh, that hurts yeah. my heart to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this is the WebGL port is the fastest uh, version of it, uh, which is yeah. sad. Sad well, to I think mean, about. Is, yeah, it is very because I was. I guess that's really good to know because part of me was like, oh, maybe I should play it on an emulator and just DL it and get it. Maybe there's like a patch. I think there is a way to do it. You know. To play it that way. Um, but I the web thing is mostly like super convenient. I did get I did get fucked over by having to copy paste the save data. Uh, like the yeah. first time I like didn't understand how it worked. And so I like lost some progress, you know, and had to like go back. And, you know, I didn't like re-listen to every note, but I had to like go click on it and, you know, yeah. do that, uh, which was kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah it's so funny that the so yeah the the text that the save thing generates is just like which nodes you have access and which yes, you haven't yeah so it's uh, just a long string of text that is yeah. like node one node two and all this stuff it's like yeah, it's all just right. all if then sequences basically yeah yeah pretty much um, yeah sorry i'm just looking over my notes to make sure if there's stuff um How did I you feel sure. about um, the song <laughs> that plays the entire time? Oh, uh, not great. I I wish they actually had gone like Paradise Killer kind of thing. Have you played Paradise Killer? I haven't. Um, so in that, you like pick up CD tracks and you just have like a playlist and you can like choose what tracks you want to play. At any yeah. given time, um, which I I have kind of mixed. I I don't super like Paradise Killer. Uh, it's okay, um, and that is sort of one of the things I actually feel kind of mixed about is just that like that's a game that has a lot of particular locations and sort of well defined atmosphere, and I feel like it's a little rough that they're not. I I guess I like location specific tracks, and maybe that's and maybe it would be super annoying, and there's a reason they didn't do it. And but I do like like when you go to a place. And it has a certain kind of sonic feeling. Yeah. Um, but I think for this, it would be perfect, though, if you just had like, you know, you picked up little CDs along the way and you can listen to little music stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but alas, we don't live in that yeah. reality. I mostly dislike it, but I do be... Uh, I, I do be uh, mind blown when uh, towards the end of the game, Lane is destroying everything and she's humming that tune. Oh, I was like, yeah. Oh. I was like, all right, you got oh, me, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's really the ultimate slow burn is that. <laughs> is that payoff? Yeah. Is that payoff? Yeah. Um. Oh, also, there is. Sorry, just talking about like misogyny in the workplace. I forgot. There's kind of a note that maybe the professor is stealing uh, Toko's work. Is yes. like, a, yeah, that's like a little yeah. note there. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, I just think is anyway, just good. Good to have it because that's also one of the things is like Lane is like a research subject. And that also creates a weird dynamic that because like this is one of the things is Toko has to be like 50 things. 
you know, she's like her friend and like kind of her mom <laughs> and, you know, and also like has to like use her, research, use her for research and try and be a psychiatrist and all, all this kind of stuff. And I think that creates yeah. a very like rough relationship. Yeah. And then you have Lane who like is omnipresent, knows everything, and she's just like, so how's your report on me going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I love that part when, like, the first time Lane does that, and she's like, how do you know that? And she's like, oh, I saw it outside on the billboard, or like, whatever. And Tuka's like, oh, yeah, I guess... Ah! <laughs> Something feels <laughs> wrong. I think that's very good, you know. Um... Oh, I guess also kind of worth mentioning, there is kind of a... Some of this game is, like, a little bit psychosexual. Um, like, particularly with the dad robot, there's some, like, kind of, like, wanting to have a masculine figure in your life, and that includes, like, a fatherly way, but also is kind of like um, like a boyfriend or a lover, right? Mm -hmm. um, there is some, like, lane kind of starting to like interface with that stuff in like kind of a Freudian way. I don't know that I, it's also not in the game all that much. Um, but I, so I don't know if I have like a feeling about it, but I guess I wanted to note it that that's like a part yeah. of what's going on there. Yeah. It's not Ava bad, but it's definitely there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not right. It's not even Ava level in terms of like mm -hmm. being an element of the story. Right. But, um, uh, it is a little bit in terms of, like, Toko, like, bouncing between two men and her happiness is, like, fully determinate on her being with somebody. And Yeah. Um, Which, yeah. to be clear, kind of, like, Lane really actively questions that, like, at the end. Yeah, um, it's basically, does. like, why, like, why do you feel that you have to have men in your life to be happy? And Toko's like, fuck, I never really thought about this before, basically. <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think that's also something about like that, that relationship at the end is like part of it's the roles kind of flip that like Toku starts talking about her problems and Lane is like trying to work her through them. Um, and there's a lot about that that feels very menacing and scary. And I think also particularly like, I think it's, um, cause you say, oh, I guess I wanted to ask about this. I should have asked about this during the summary, but you said Toku is driven to suicide. Is there like... Because mm -hmm. I, I guess I thought Lane murdered her was my yeah. read on that. And maybe it's ambiguous or if they're I, I just don't know. Um, um, it's mainly like, I mean, they're effectively like one in the same. Right. Like. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, her boss dies because he killed himself. But like. That was Lane, like right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of read it in that way, is like because like there's like the audio logs of Toko talking about like, will I be okay once I'm like in the wired, like, and and like, um, mm -hmm. you know, just talking about that generally, which makes me feel like it's a little bit more consensual than that. Um, yeah, no, but it's, it's still like, but it's still yeah. like she's being pushed into it. Um, yeah, for sure. No, and there is kind of a, there is some times where she's like, I, um, like, yeah, like, I, I want this or sort of, it, it, there's an ambiguity to it. 
Um, cause sometimes yeah. she is like begging Lane to stop and to let her go. Right. Also. So there's, yeah. Yeah. I think also something there that I guess coming back to the autism thing, um, cause there's that scene where Lane is like, if I chose, could choose anyone in my life, I would choose you. And Toku mm. says the same thing back and doesn't exactly mean it. Right. Yeah. She's sort of saying it back to like be comforting to Lane and Lane is very literal about it basically is like oh that must be true because she said that you know mm-hmm. and that's also and it, it kind of carries on like a dark feeling to it that is like a little i don't i guess i feel a little icky about but um i think that is an element also is that like lane is like just taking toko like at her word and um and not really seeing that maybe there's a, another thing or like a social apparatus happening you know yeah yeah, and it's kind of the same way when she is, like, when when um, when uh, her other friend like, you know, gets caught with the plagiarism and then leaves, um, you know, she feels very betrayed that she like she didn't talk to her and like she's just like if she was my friend like she would tell me something instead of just leaving, um, rather than like acknowledging like there might be something else going on yeah um Mm -hmm. she takes it very personally um which kind of goes hand in hand with that as well i actually wanted to ask you about the sort of plot point of misato kind of not maybe not being real because like yeah yeah on one hand i get why you make that narrative choice to have it be a question um this also comes up in the manga one shot where shitty tech bro guy whose name i'm not gonna know because like he sucks yeah yeah. i don't like him as a plot (laughs) device but he does like plant this idea of like can you rely on your own memory because like she like she like fucks up her like toy dog and then shitty tech bro guy fixes it for her and it's just like you know did like did you actually did you actually break your dog or was right. it always like this yeah or you know and then how far does that go are your friend are, are your friends real or did you just imagine it so i get right. why they do that um at the same time it also like cheapens like the like overall like theme like themes of the story just making it so like lane imagined like a best friend figure that abandoned her like also like why does she imagine that she abandoned her like that doesn't make sense to me right but i also have the reading of like uh you know toko is just like desperate and like interviewing friends of her client it's like so out of pocket and also like she's talking to people who like bully lane out of school they could be just like making anything up like yeah well also they don't say that you know they're not like oh like lane got with this guy i liked and so i like isolated her you know they're like oh it's too bad but we're not really friends anymore you know and I guess maybe you could argue that's like drawing like, well, what really happened with Lane? But I think that's sort of it's more interesting to me if that is just true, you know, that yeah. that, that that happened. And so they're they're, you know, in denial or manipulating or lying about it. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And that's kind of the read I sort of hold because like, you know, 
Toko going to a random kid and then using <laughs> that to be like, Lane, I know you've been lying to me this entire time. Is right. like, well, it's crazy. like, it's possible, you know, it's like, you don't know everyone in your class. Like, I don't know how big Lane's, but she lives in like Tokyo or, you know, like, it's not like her high school is probably big ish. And yeah. so, or junior high rather. Um, and so it's like, how do you know that, <laughs> that like, they just don't know this person, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, I, I, I guess the thing is, I think it's emblematic of something I do really appreciate about the game which is the aforementioned like ambiguity generally that like there aren't really clear answers as to like what lane is or exactly what's going on i think that stuff is really rich and i think it gives it um it gives it a complexity that the show doesn't have right um but i do also think the like maybe you were crazy thing is is ableist like i just don't really have a lot of patience for it at this point um yeah i think it's really cheap um, I think it helps a lot that that's not like a big lingered on beat in this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it, in a lot of ways that matter, like Lane is not crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Like she is experiencing something real and seeing real things. And it is like the system that cannot understand that she's doing that, that fails her. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think that I think that stuff is really effective. And I don't think that like the the sort of side questions about what exactly is real here and stuff like that super detracts from from that um yeah yeah does that is there any other aspect of that you want to talk over there or um no that's mainly what i wanted to say about that yeah cool cool um no go ahead oh i wasn't gonna say anything oh, okay no worries i was just i i was about to say like i think we're good i think i think we've covered the thing unless there's uh something else you want to talk about um yeah the thing is like there's so much to talk about yeah yeah yes that's Um, true i just don't i'm coming to a blank i guess in terms of like stuff that i was really in my front of mind you know yeah yeah great game yeah, it's it's good. I just I uh, think I for personally, mm-hmm. I feel like this is the scariest game we played. Oh yeah, that's in fair. a lot of ways. I don't, I don't know if it is for me, but I yeah, I think that's like completely legitimate opinion. <laughs> I you know, it is um, just like playing like the second half of it in the dark, and also like we talk about ambiguity, but also like there's an ambiguity with like. Uh, you know, what is happening between all of the audio logs and videos, you know, is something that I think about. Oh, Um, yeah. You know, what's a good beat that we didn't talk about? Because the subplot about Lane getting a gun is (laughs) she like, oh, my God, (laughs) she meets at a cafe. She meets this guy at a cafe (laughs) to get like a computer part. And there's this couple there like flirting and then the girl you know it's a man and a woman and the woman pulls out a gun and shoots the man in the head and then kills herself 
And the gun, like, you know, shoots out of her hand and slides over to Lane's feet. And she just, like, picks it up and puts it in her bag and takes (laughs) it home. Um, And then, oh, I love that the audio log, though, is like, I have a gun now and I don't know where it came from. Like, that is, like, that's pretty freaky shit. Um, So the thing that I was, is there's that scene where she's out, like, in the city and she sees that couple, like, kissing in an alleyway. And like looks at them and there's some there's it's so freaky like the sort of like did she just draw like did she cause them to do this just by looking at them like what what is the like that that span between like the relationship between like her seeing them and what happens later is that connected or not or like is it yeah. coincidence right uh pretty haunting stuff I'd say oh there's also that audio diary of her being like I killed mom. Dad's next. <laughs> Whatever. No, it's, uh, it's I killed like, dad. Mom's next is what. Yeah. Um, it's just like. Which also. Okay. Which also, I think, refers to the robot. Yeah. Right. Which I which also I I foolishly clicked on when you posted that thing in the server. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, oh, OK, actually, this is like weirdly this gets recontextualized. Yeah. <laughs> which I didn't expect. Uh, you know, although it's also ambiguous. Like, does she kill mom? Like, she has that encounter with her and the mom, like it completely ignores her. Doesn't doesn't seem to remember her or just doesn't address her. And there's not another moment as far as I found anyway, where she encounters the mom and does anything. Right. Right. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. There's something like kind of. Oh, there's also the God, there really is so much because there's also that <laughs> bit where where she like talks about like, I think I think my dad robot is becoming sentient and I don't want it to or like it's happening too <laughs> yeah. fast. Right. Um, and that's like, I just uh, I don't know what to even to make of that. Like, that's just like a weird little note in this, you know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I also because you were talking earlier about like the the not knowing what perspective the videos come from. And there's sometimes where it's like there's physically a camera present and she's like looking at the camera and like waving at it and stuff. And you're like, who is holding the camera? Like, and that's never really explored or explained. Right. Yeah. God. I also wonder if you could like because some of the obviously some of the clips are like meant to be watched like in succession, basically. Um, I also wonder if you could just straight up watch the whole like if you could splice every clip and it just makes like a like an episode of Lane, basically. And that's kind of what happens at the end is you get like a very truncated um, like clip show of all the. You know, as, stuff. as the most like late 90s ass. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um so uh yeah, which is kind of interesting too, that it's like there's a like the idea of like having making a complete thing and then splicing it up. Oh, also cool to note the anime segments don't really look like the anime lane. Like yeah. it is part of it. I think it's digital, right? Um, 
which yeah. affects it and it's you know and also i like i watched i watched lane on blu-ray and this was like a you know it's like a ps1 <laughs> you know render right or yes whatever. um but yeah like lane like it's clearly like the same character design and it shares some commonalities but like she looks kind of different and the, the style is is definitely distinct uh which is also interesting right that you know because uh, I think I think the version of this we get like just a few years after this is like Lord of the Rings, the two towers where it's like cut seamlessly from, you know, footage from the movie to the game. Right. Uh, in a very way that comes off very funny now because, um, you know, it's not even close <laughs> yeah. to photoreal. Right. Um, but. uh you know, we don't really get that like, oh, here's it's it's serial experiments lame, but it like looks the animation style is totally different. Like we we're much more obsessed with like consistency between that stuff at this point, I think. Yeah, it's interesting because like um, a lot of stuff is very crudely drawn in a lot of ways. But like, yeah, when it when it wants to look good. It, it fucking fires on all cylinders like the scene mm-hmm. where like like she's in the bathroom and she like you know uses the mop to break oh, the glass yeah and then, and then self like that sequence looks amazing um the sequence like again we keep going back to it but the like elaine confronting toko at her house all of that looks incredible yeah mm-hmm. um so there's a real like utility to like you know, we're, we're, we need to draw a scene and like, this is like, this scene is going to be like a moment, you know? Right. Which, yeah, I, I think it's such a, I, I think that kind of fidelity can be a tool, you know, it's yeah. really cool, like to draw attention or, or let it relax. And I don't know. It's nice. I feel like, I feel like so many games right now are like really inter- obsessed with kind of seamlessness with continuity, right? And I wish we could I, I wish people would be more unafraid to show the seams because I think that creates something interesting. And I think you can do interesting things with it, you know? Yeah. Um, here's I'm looking at the simplified version of the game, which is like just like a page that has all the nodes on it. Um, mm-hmm. Lane diary entry 229 is I killed dad today. Mom's next. And then lane diary entry 230 is it's been a year lane feels good to get back to diary after a long time doesn't it this is my countdown oh uh, yeah so like we just have a year of like we don't know what t- what happens yeah oh, that's so it's so cool that it's just willing to leave like huge gaps and just yeah. like is like yeah you just have to deal with that gap and it's like that's so it's cool yeah that that kind of that kind of like fill in the blank um stuff is what is haunting to me about this game yeah for sure it's really cool that and the fucking lane lane laugh they know the lane laugh is creepy (laughs) yeah and 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 just the layering on like the the vo whenever they do the toko and lane stuff is really fucking good oh yeah for sure um man what what a what a video game 
I know. How did you activate the ending? Because there's multiple ways to do it. Oh, I I'm trying to remember which node it was. I think I don't remember. I just the did first this. time I yeah the first time yeah. I played it and made like it was like Elaine debating with her like computer version of herself about like living and then and then the act the ending activated from there mm. um then this time around it was like toko talking about being in the wired or like about to go in the yeah. wired and I think then I got... it activated the ending from there which was like super jarring yeah i think um, i got that one i think the one that i got was like a conversation between toko and lane and then it cut yeah. to yeah which is like um, I don't think it, I don't, doesn't really do a great job because like you can get an ending and be like, what the fuck just happened? But it's also like, I don't know, adds to like the ambiguity of like what the fuck is happening in this game. Yeah, absolutely. But when you can like tab over and like open another file and be like, oh, this is what happened. Kind of lessens that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um. Yeah, I don't have anything to say, actually. <laughs> I completely blanked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, um, I think, um, I think that's all yeah. I have, too. Actually. But yeah, but yeah, banger. I, I th- also think if you, I mean, you know, if you listen to this podcast and you're like, this sounds really interesting and I want to. You should check it out. And it's just like 3D.lanegame.net, right? I think. It's um, just lanegame.net. Yeah. Lanegame.net. Yeah. And you can just play it. And you should have like a, a you know, TXT file to copy the save data into <laughs> and not make the mistake <laughs> I did. Um, but yeah, I think if you if you think anything about this sounds interesting, I think this is worth checking out. Um, or even just watching a couple videos or like watching some stuff on YouTube about it or you know um yeah and i think it does require a little patience i do think also this is something that's interesting about like it being voiced like in the if if it was in english i would just like put it on and like do some clean i would just podcast it basically right yeah instead of like i i I have to look at the screen so i can't really do anything else (laughs) uh while this is going on um but but yeah yeah um so it just requires some patience, but I think it, it, it will reward it. Um, yeah. This also has the added benefit for me of like, I, when we watched Lane, it was like, I watched it like the original voice acting. Yeah. Um, and, and the Lane voice actress is the same on this one. Yes. Yeah. So I like, thought that was the case. I was actually going to ask about that, but yeah. Yeah. Having that consistency was like really cool. For sure. Um, she fucking they both uh, both voice actors fucking are they incredible kill in this it. game. Yeah. Um it's wild. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really it's really impressive stuff, I think. Um and I think maybe part of that is that it's tied a little bit to anime production, you know. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I don't really know what I, I don't mean to slander video game voice actors, but it's just <laughs> not it's not always this good, you know? So um yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, do we do we have any emails? I don't know that we do because we're kind of recording this, you know, a month late, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, so, but uh, do we have we got anything? Uh, we had one. I think Emrys uh emailed us to say that they had fun watching Lane. Okay, thank um, you, Emrys. I'm glad you had a nice time. But I, yeah, I don't have any questions outside of that. Oh, was there a was there a qu- question that? Got sent for last time that we didn't answer because it was like oh, we were recording. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, this would be about evil with them. Let me find that one. Yeah. And yeah, also just generally speaking, like if you want to ask a question about an, uh, an older game or whatever, you can do that. Please do. In fact, yeah. we'll always, we'll, we're always free to answer it and talk about it. Um. Ooh. Wait, I think we talked about that. What am I? Oh, did we? Of? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm. I, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all right. I'm sorry if we missed your email, <laughs> but it's you know it's all right. Um, I think that was last. I think that might have been last month with Alan Wake. Oh, okay. And so we got it with Evil Within, maybe. I think or, so. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's let's do plugs then. I guess. Uh, well, speaking of or, Alan Wake. Oh yes, right. Um. So this episode is late. Alan late. <laughs> um. So we now owe you I'm an Alan, Alan late. Uh, <laughs> um. But we owe you an episode on Alan Wake too, which will come. Uh, hopefully by the end of the month. That's what yeah. we're aiming for. Yeah, so. you finished it already. Uh, I I'm, fucking tore. I tore through that shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm. I'm like a you know. I'm a good chunk through it. I'm not halfway <laughs> to say the least, <laughs> but I am. I've made progress. I think. I think we'll. I think we'll get it to the end of the month. Easy. Plus, I'm. A, I've been. I've been kind of shelving it to do this to finally wrap up Serial Experience Lane. Yeah. Um. So I think having. I'll have a little more time to focus on that and just enjoy uh that so i think we could yeah so um be on the lookout for that episode and then we'll probably announce what we're doing next month on that episode rather than this one yeah mm-hmm. so um yeah well we are hosted on the abnormal mapping network you can find us on twitter at podcast safe room uh we also have a co-host page right i don't remember what the ad is for that um uh I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, hold on. I, I, I can find it. I got I got this. Uh profile. Uh oh wait, that's not the right thing. God. It, I forget. It works differently than Twitter. <laughs> and I'm probably my voice is probably off the thing. Uh I don't want to sort by last post. I want to sort by follow date. And it's just the safe room at the safe room. Um, And uh, yeah, you can also uh, join our discord. You can go to spookygame.club to find the link to that and find our RSS. 
which you have already. So I don't know why I'm telling you that. Um, and you can sub to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the safe room. Um, yeah. yeah. And you can send us questions, you know, about whatever video, about Alan Wake 2, about Remedy Games, about whatever you want to do uh, at questions at spookygame.club. Uh, Rose, that's yeah, that's that's so true, Bestie. Um, Rose, where can people find you online? Uh, I'm online at Bluest Rose four three zero on pretty much everything. So uh, yeah, find me there. Yeah, uh, uh, I am on Twitter as Grace underscore Machine, and I think that's my at on Blue Sky, and it's like grace dash machine on co-host um and i have a website that's graceinthemachine.com i have a patreon that's also grace in the machine um and that's basically it i think i don't think i have anything else in particular to plug uh by the time this comes out so yeah yeah thank you so much for uh listening y'all and we'll you know we'll see you on the wired Shabakala, Takatobisai.